SumaUp is next-gen body optimization from an actual doctor that's guaranteed to get you in the best shape of your life in 90 days. You'll be at peak levels for each of the fundamentals that drive your strength, energy, and even your longevity. It's a lifelong difference you'll see in the mirror, but also feel throughout your entire day. SumaUp puts more living in life. For full details on this transformative program designed for the demanding lives of today's highest achieving entrepreneurs and CEOs, visit www.startsuma.com. So today we're just going to talk a little bit about just uh, the lipid panel, but primarily in terms of the, of the uh, triglycerides, right? So when people talk about the lipid panel, you know, they're people are like, well, what does it really refer to? And whenever I go through your labs, I make an effort to talk about certain uh, parts of your of this panel. And some of these terms may be, start to become uh, familiar for some of you. Things like triglycerides, total cholesterol, LDL, HDL cholesterol, VLDL cholesterol, and homocysteine ESR. All of these have pretty uh, have a lot of significance in terms of uh, creating your cardiovascular risk profile and optimizing all of these individually is going to be key long-term. And I kind of go through my suggestions for what you can do to optimize them, but I don't really share the reasoning behind why I, I do these things. And this is just an effort to kind of help explain some of that. So let's talk a little bit about triglycerides. What exactly are triglycerides? Well, triglycerides, all they really are are chemical structure of glycerol and fatty acids. And what are fatty acids? Well, they are basically energy sources uh, for the body. Fatty acids are utilized uh, for energy production in many cells. And um, they are stored, of course, in adipose tissue and triglycerides are a main way in which we obtain them. And so the way in which you obtain them primarily is um, you get them obviously from your diet, you absorb them and they are absorbed in the lymphatic system and uh, they are absorbed in these um, molecules called chylomicrons. Maybe you've heard about them. Chylomicrons contain triglycerides, cholesterol, a lot of this uh, uh, information from fatty acids, right? Once they, uh, once they come into the body and they're absorbed in the lymphatic, some of them will actually go directly to cells and a portion will actually go to the liver in which Cholesterol is deposited in the liver. Cholesterol is very important for many different functions. Hormone production is one of them. Uh, cellular structure is another one. Uh, and um, they can, you can actually get additional triglycerides from the liver as well. Um, it should one of these chylomicrons decide not to go to the liver and go straight to adipose tissue, it can, and it can deposit its fatty acids straight into adipose tissue. And you can see how fatty acids are removed from this chylomicron and uh, created this more stable substance called triacylglycerol. And that's just essentially just, just a bunch of fatty acids congealed together in a more steady state. I'm just going to actually get all these in individuals here. Okay. Okay. And uh, so, so that's basically, I mean, maybe a little bit, uh, uh, a little bit too, too scientific, but just a basic overview of what we're talking about when we talk about triglycerides, right? Um, what is the significance of them? Well, so if your triglycerides are elevated, they, it can lead to some poor outcomes. So maybe some of you guys have heard of something called metabolic syndrome. What exactly is metabolic syndrome? Well, it's something that a coalition of cardiologists, endocrinologists, and many other physicians 
have um, come to aggregate that radically increases your risk of heart disease, of diabetes, of stroke. And um, basically what ends, it, it consists of a couple of different things, one of which is a high triglyceride, anything above 150, which is why I try to encourage people to stay under 150 milligrams per deciliter, ideally under 100, right? Uh, a low HDL, so uh, less than 40, obesity, so waistline circumference of greater than 40 inches, or for women, greater than 35 inches, high blood pressure, greater than 130 over 80, and then finally high fasting blood glucose, which is something that I tend to uh, maybe harp on as well. Uh, try to get your fasting blood glucose down, right? Uh, really by changing your diet, right? And so the less, the less of these items you have, the less likely you're to develop metabolic syndrome and the less likely you're going to develop a heart attack, stroke, and diabetes because they're strongly correlated with those developing. So what about exactly, let's just talk really specifically in terms of triglycerides. So, you know, as I mentioned, they are used as an energy source because fatty acids can be used for energy for production of ATP in cells and stored in the adipose tissue, as I kind of showed. Um, another term that I, you guys may see uh, hanging around is something called VLDL. So I always talk about how your VLDL is a really unhealthy form of, of your LDL, right? And you want to lower that, right? Well, that's actually where a, a large amount of triglycerides are stored, right? So if you have large amounts of VLDL, you have large amounts of triglycerides, which is, as we turn, as we'll find out, pretty bad. And one thing that is really important that research is showing, sugar and carbs contribute to your triglycerides much higher than fats. So really controlling your carbohydrate intake, particularly simple carbohydrates is, is really key. And then again, this is really common to everybody here. So again, I always talk about trying to keep your triglycerides under, uh, under 100, because that's ideal. Now you can see the range here. Uh, most of my patients, thankfully, are uh, below the, the high range. Um, some of that, some patients are in the borderline high. And but ideally, we all want to be in, the, in between the 50 to 100, which is an ideal range, low a risk for heart disease, stroke, vascular disease, long term, and it's definitely doable. Okay, and what exact what might do you think might cause high triglycerides? So there's many different factors here, but I kind of bolded the ones that are most pertinent to, to the patients available here. Um, obviously a high fat diet can contribute to it, but it's really carbohydrate intake. So a diet high in refined sugars, diet high in carbohydrates, obviously unhealthy fats, more like saturated fats and trans fats tend to contribute to high triglycerides. And then some of the issues that correlate with eating poorly, being overweight or obese, chronic inflammation, which can occur, you know, with processed foods. Um, and then of course, some of the things that we actually try to improve, right? Sex hormone imbalances. So optimizing your testosterone can actually optimize your lipid profile. Interesting. It actually has been shown to increase HDL and decrease LDL, provided of course you don't overshoot the levels. And that's true for men and women. And then of course, an underactive thyroid. So making sure your T3 levels are appropriate can also help too. Some of the symptoms, well, so triglyceride, if you have high triglycerides, it's, it's, you don't necessarily get symptoms per se, unless they're extremely elevated. So this is maybe drawing back to back when I was in uh, medical school, when I was an intern, 
uh, and taking care of patients on the floor, but we used to take care of patients with pancreatitis all the time. And sometimes we'd see their triglyceride levels go into the thousands. If they go super high, like, you know, the high hundreds, yes, you're going to be, you're going to inflame your pancreas, uh, pancreas and get nausea, vomiting, severe abdominal pain. Hopefully none of you have ever experienced that, but it's a very uncomfortable situation. What's more common with individuals that have high um, triglycerides is something called xanthomas. And what these really are are just collections under the skin of fatty acids. And they tend to occur when with people have chronically high fatty acids. And you may see these, this is, these are really, this is a, a small child with it on around the knee. That's pretty common, but also really common is around the eye. Maybe you see individuals that have that. And then, the next one. Okay, and then just a point about the types of fats. Remember, triglycerides are a fatty acid connected to glycerol, right? And so there are three fatty acids, but there are different types of fats, right? And so I'm sure people, you guys have heard about saturated, monounsaturated, polyunsaturated, and trans fatty acids, right? And so why is it so key that I always talk about reduce your saturated fats, focus on monounsaturated and polyunsaturated? Well, what they really are, and um, I apologize for the resolution of this graphic here, it just refers to the saturation of the fatty acids and the hydrogen bonds to them, right? And as you can see with the saturated fatty acid, all of the carbon atoms have hydrogens associated to them. Whereas with a monounsaturated or polyunsaturated fatty acid, some of the carbon atoms don't have hydrogen atoms associated with them. That's all it really is. And it's been shown that monounsaturated and polyunsaturated um, oils are much healthier long-term for vascular health. Uh, one consequence, of course, of the fact of being mono or polyunsaturated is that you're going to be a liquid at room temperature. And for large corporations, this was not the best thing. So they were like, well, hey, how can we make vegetable oil, which is a lot cheaper than saturated fat or than animal fat? into a solid form. So they created these things called trans fatty acids, which they uh, hydrogenated vegetable oils, hence things like Crisco or, or uh, margarine, which unfortunately, which they initially, you know, I'm sure some of you probably had used margarine in the past, was kind of posed as a super healthy alternative because, you know, hey, it's way cheaper and it's great but actually turned out to be far worse than saturated fats in terms of uh, heart health. So, so definitely avoid trans fatty acids, which unfortunately in most processed foods, they are, they are abundant. Okay, I just have one other individual that wanted to get admitted here. Okay, and then, um, and we're almost done with this right here. Finally, what about treatment of high triglycerides? Well, so if there, you know, if I was a conventional physician, my first goal would be to put you on the fibrates, like venafibrate, like or gemfrazel, melopid, something you guys have heard about. Um, uh, I am not a big fan of these. What these pretty much do is they act; they are PPAR receptor inhibitors. So basically, they, they work to change some of the machinery within the cell that helps with uh, lipid metabolism. Uh, there's lots of side effects associated with them. Pancreatitis is one of them. Um, so I am more of a fan of really focusing on your diet, lowering your carbs, lowering your saturated and trans fats, reducing your gluten, reducing your dairy and using high fibers. 
And then really, if you're gonna utilize carbohydrates, eating them earlier in the day and make sure that they are more complex in nature. I have found a lot of success. I've seen some pretty amazing success stories. Individuals with triglycerides in the, in the high 300s cut down to um, the low 100s and even below 100 uh, just by, just by um, changing their diet. And that's, that's a big deal. In addition, you may, some of these supplements here are pretty familiar to individuals on the, on the rhyme pack or just the individuals utilizing the supplements or recommend as part of that plan. These are all very important in uh, triglyceride metabolism, coenzyme Q10, carnitine, uh, DHA and EPA, which are um, polyunsaturated fatty acids, uh, the derivatives of fish oil, and then probiotics. And then of course, lifestyle changes. So just the fact of exercising and working out and resistance training appears to reduce triglycerides. Okay, well, uh, uh, hopefully that didn't take too long. And hopefully that was kind of useful to, to individuals. So I'm gonna start to unmute people. Um, that's kind of what I wanted to talk about today, really just uh, to kind of elucidate you know, how, what triglycerides are, some of the more interesting points in regards to them. And, and again, it's going to be part of a series on your lipid panel. We'll talk about this in a, in a couple of, a couple of presentations.